Welcome to the Mixed Stand Alliance podcast, where we talk about being mixed military and more. And I, today I have Athens on. How do you say your last name? Is it Pellegrino? Yep, you got it. Okay, great. So she is an author, military spouse, and then also the 2023 Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year. So congratulations with that. Thanks. Of course. So let's just, um, I guess let's just kind of get started on your affiliation with the military. Um, yeah. And then which branch is it? Okay. Yeah. So my husband, he is active duty air force and, um, I work for the air force as well, but as a civilian and, um, we've been married for about 12 years. Um, we've moved nine times and most recently we just moved uh, to Okinawa, Japan. My favorite place. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It is not bad. That plane ride is rough with some kids. Yes. Um, yeah. So just navigating military life and everything like that. And I'm a mom of three. Um, I have a four-year-old, a soon-to-be three-year-old, and oh, um, wow. my daughter, Ella, just turned one as well. So they keep me pretty busy as well. And we just love traveling. And the military obviously allows for that with being mm-hmm. stationed all over the world and everything. And um, I don't know. I've grown so accustomed to military life now that I can't imagine when he retires what it's going to be like eventually. But yeah, we love it. We love the lifestyle. We love being able to move and, you know, just like completely different environments, each move and meeting new people and coming close friends with them. And I feel like I have friends all over the world, which I love. Oh, I'm sure you do. (laughs) Did you have any affiliation with the Air Force or with any branch of the military before you met your husband? No, no. I met my husband actually um, when we were in college and he was in ROTC, but I didn't even know really what ROTC was or anything. So completely new to this lifestyle. That's great. Did you have any expectations or like, what did you think when you guys, you know, got married and started living that Air Force life? (laughs) You know, I guess I really didn't have any expectations because like I just had I didn't even really growing up and um, going to school we didn't have military kids in my okay. school I grew up in a very very small town in New Jersey mm-hmm. um and it, it's a tourist town too like I think in my graduating class I maybe had like 300 people so it's, it's pretty small but anyway um yeah so I didn't really have any expectations but I definitely learned um when we first got married and I moved down to Fort Walton Beach Florida and didn't know a soul it was a rough um, integration initially into the lifestyle and everything. And as years went on, obviously you learn how to adapt and you learn different skills and everything like that. So it's gotten easier, but I just want to make sure that my kids and other military kids as well learn these skills that will help with the lifestyle. It is hard. I remember growing up, my dad was in for 30 years in the Air Force. And so we, um, yeah, we moved every two or four years. We were, you know, we were in Illinois twice we were in North Carolina. We were um, in Okinawa twice. We were in England once. And he ended okay. up um, retiring in Arizona. And then he actually, um, the job, one of the jobs he did in the Air Force became a civilian job. And so then he ended up doing that. So we, oh, make, fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we make fun that he retired twice from the same job. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so, so, in it is weird. And like you were talking about that, like, yeah, like a transition after your husband gets out of the military, like what that's yeah. going to be like. And I know for me, like I was a dependent. He got out at when I was 19, like right before I turned 19. And like it was it was tough. It was really, really yeah. tough. And um, I mean, and back then we didn't have a lot of the resources, I think, um, that 
that people have now. And so I'm not sure what it was like for my mom, because again, like she met him in Okinawa and she met him while he was oh, in wow. the Air Force. He was like an E2 or something, E3. But um, and then she and she's Japanese. So then that like new culture, new country, new language, everything. But like oh, me seeing man, her. Yeah. yeah. Grow like as I was growing up and seeing everything that she did and we had five kids. So like I can't imagine like the help that. I think like people like what you're doing and, you know, with, with Bloom, with the military kids. And mm-hmm. it's it's great to finally see things like coming out to yeah. help spouses. and Because I feel like spouses and dependents, they kind of, you know, when grow, when me growing up, we got the raw end of the deal. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, it still feels like that at times. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. But like now there's a little more, you know, attention. And so I think that that's great. And so I'm glad. Yeah. And I see here. So um, like we mentioned, the spouse of the year uh, you had, it says, at least on this last profile that I saw of you online, 12 deployments, you guys have gone through nine PCS um, military spouse for about 13 years. So that, I mean, the deployments are just going to get more and more. And um, how do you kind of deal yeah. with that, especially with the young kids? So since we've had three, um, he hasn't deployed yet, but he's been going TDY on trips that are like a month here, or a month right. there. And it's definitely different with kids. Um, I'll admit the majority of deployments prior was before we had kids. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we put off having them until later in his career. But um, it's, it's rough. Like weekends are exhausting, keeping them <laughs> entertained. And just even like being over here, like I have to thoroughly research what we're doing, translate and make sure that's kid friendly and hmm. figure out like where to park and stuff. So it's definitely a different beast than being in the States where, you know, you just automatically up and know where to go or like um, you can easily ask for directions and everything like that. And it's different. Um, my kids I think because they're still pretty young too, um, they're not too, too bad. And my four-year-old Atticus, he'll pick up on like Chris being gone and everything like that. But we have a, the little daddy dolls. Mm-hmm. So Aww. he'll bring his little doll around with them everywhere. Yeah, they're on our couch right now. But um, he'll bring that doll around with them everywhere. And luckily, like nowadays, um, they have the ability to be able to FaceTime and stuff like that. Like I remember yes. like Chris's very first deployment, he had like a puck and had to wait in line, be able to call yeah. and could only like call for like about like 10 minutes and then the phone lines would shut off. So it's completely different now. Completely. Yeah. I don't remember talking to my dad very much when he would do TDY and yeah. um, the higher in rank he got, the longer he'd be gone. So like, yep. yeah, like yeah. it would be like two weeks, three weeks. And I, and it was crazy. Cause I remember, um, when he was an E9, I think when he had just made E9, like we almost got used to him being gone more than him being there, which was kind of a weird thing. And um, so, and I remember too, like, you're kind of like, I don't know how to put this. So I have a master's in sociology and like my original research topic, I had to change it though, because there just wasn't very much out there. Information was um, the military spouse and the changing roles of the military spouse with the deployments and, you know, the TDY and everything like that, because you're essentially going from a two parent household to a one parent household when you have deployments. And then, um, and also like, it can be yet yeah, anywhere from a few days to a few months or longer. And so, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, people like you, who <laughs> you're now that role yeah. changes and then it immediately changes again when your spouse comes home. Like, how do yes. you kind of deal? How do you guys deal with those changes? 
I mean, we just roll with the punches kind of like, for example, um, my husband was gone for a month, uh, last month. Then last week he was home for four days and then just left again. So I had the kids on a really good routine and everything. He came home and obviously like he knew he was going to be leaving again. So we broke the routine. So now I got to start back all over again, like Mm. make sure that they're listening to me, especially because like he's more of the disciplinarian of the household. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm like, no guys, really, I'm in charge. So it's tough. Like with the kids, the thing that I mostly try to do though, is um, consistency. So like, even though he was home those four days, I still kept them in their school schedule, homework routines and any like extracurriculars like karate or swimming, made sure that they still attend to those things. And Unfortunately, it was like less time that they were able to spend with them. But at the same time, too, I think having that structure and yes. just um, like little things like, you know, knowing that they're going to see their friends at school daily and their teachers like that stability, I think, makes things like less scary for them and overall mm-hmm. just will help them in the long term adapt to situations that are always changing when it comes to the military. Do you guys usually live on base or off base? So we've um, always lived off base, actually. Okay. Um, this was interesting. This one was very interesting because um, the way that Kadena did it, I guess it's like the if they have a home available when you show up, mm-hmm. um, depending on like the occupancy rate, you are forced to live on base. Mm-hmm. So with us, we were a little delayed getting out here because I just had my baby. And then um, I actually <laughs> had to finish up. A li- <laughs> I just had my baby. And um, <laughs> I was finishing up a leadership uh, course for work. So we had to like push our date out a little bit. So just the timing of it, like there wasn't anything available. But um, we actually l- really like living off base because like okay. I'm big into, I like walking around and just like exploring and everything. And yeah, like the kids, they go to school off base. I'm able to walk them oh, to okay. from school every day, which I just love being able to do that because I never was able to do that before. And um, we have restaurants walking distance. And it also um, puts us in the scenarios where like we're making friends with locals and stuff. And then mm-hmm. if we lived on base, we probably wouldn't have as many opportunities to do so. Are your kids learning Japanese then? They are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They know more than me. So I'm like, oh boy, I got to learn. Got to learn. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to be talking amongst each other in Japanese. I, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. But, yeah. <laughs> I know. Probably Kadena, about me. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kadena, I remember we were state. My dad originally was stationed on Kadena. So like he worked on Kadena and everything, but they didn't have E9 housing when we moved there. So then we ended up moving to living in Camp Foster, the Marine Corps. Oh, base. yeah, yeah, yeah in the yeah. foster towers so like i went to kubasaki high school instead exactly. of kadena oh my god so it yeah, was it so was cool. weird it was a little weird because i mean i was air force and so i was now going to school and around like marines and um, marine kids yeah. and like navy kids so it was it was different but like i would still go to kadena and last time so like you were talking about like traveling with um the little ones to okinawa i remember i took my yeah. four-year-old daughter um it was just her and I and yeah, she was four she's 13 now but like that was even like that was tough and it was just one kid so I can't imagine <laughs> but I remember she like threw up an hour before we landed of course yeah <laughs> I was just like oh my gosh and then they were like well we have to hurry up because we're gonna have to start <laughs> getting ready so we were like trying to like clean it up and put blankets and everything so I can't imagine how you did it with three like 
under five. It was like, tough, yeah. That is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is just, yeah, that's insane. But no, Okinawa, like I said, like that's my favorite place. I mean, I have family there and it's just, yeah. it's just such a great place. So it's so great that you guys are able to be stationed there, but there's just, yeah, yeah. there's a lot to do the culture. And so what other country family friendly? It too. is, it is. And it's safe. And like you yes, were talking yeah. about walking around, like You'll walk to the beach. Oh, and there's yeah. Always everything, stores, convenience stores and um, restaurants, fast food or sit down. Yeah. And there's just always something. So, yeah. So we live like on the seawall right down oh. in that area. Um, I don't know. Chatan? Chatan, yeah. But the, there's a like Coffee Casa, the school Santa Monica. I don't know if that was there when you were probably living not. back here. It's changed. So probably much. not. Yeah, it's so new. But yeah, so we walk down to the seawall all the time and there's restaurants like right there mm-hmm. and everything. And like, it's nice. I mean, obviously, like I still have like my awareness and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it's just nice being able to see like kids play outside and you know, certain things like the states that like, unfortunately, you're not seeing as much lately because of like crime and everything like that. But like, you'll see like the little Okinawan children walking like to and from school by themselves. And they're like yes. five years old. And it's just so <laughs> cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. I know my daughter's like, when are we going back? We need to go back. I was like, I know, but that's yeah. an expensive trip. <laughs> it is. It, it's expensive and long. Like, it is, yeah, my yes. dad's actually coming on Thursday because since my husband, um, he had to go to TDY in the States, mm-hmm. my, he's going to meet my dad in LA and then fly with oh, him wow, back. So it'll be like nice. less scary for him and stuff mm-hmm. and everything like that. And, um, yeah, I, I don't envy that flight at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing it until we leave. So, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Last time we went, we did the, um, oh, I forgot what the airline, it was a Taiwanese airline, but they had gotten, oh, EVA airlines and they went on their international mm-hmm. flight attendants went on strike two days before we were supposed to fly out. <laughs> it was so <gasps> <Of> crazy. <laughs> But we ended up being able to, you know, get the refund and get rescheduled. And it sort of actually Uh worked out better because we had to stay an extra day. The hotel was very accommodating. And then um, yeah, we ended up flying out Delta. So we were able to do our layover in Haneda. And then it was a shorter layover because we would have had like a nine hour layover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taiwan, though, like I do feel is a lot easier to fly through than Haneda. Yeah, like. I don't know. Yeah. It was weird though, because I had never been through Haneda. I'd only, I'd, uh, every time we'd like fly over there, it was through Narita. So it was my first time in Haneda. Yeah. It's like, oh, it was a really cool airport. But yes. Um, Let's see. So, what other countries have you guys been to? So, uh, since living here, um, we went to Thailand a couple months ago. um, And obviously, still in Japan, everything like that. We're doing Ishigaki. in two weekends from now and uh, we were stationed in England for but this was before we had kids and everything so anytime we had a long weekend we just mm-hmm. traveled Europe and made the most of it and kind of pretty much went all over Europe and also did like Morocco and stuff like that oh so, wow yeah yeah we definitely we love traveling so whenever we get the opportunity to we try to jump on it but as you know with our schedules and everything it can be pretty difficult having those dates match up so where in England were you guys stationed at? So the base is called, well, Chris worked at Milden Hall. I worked at Lake and Heath. Um, okay. And we lived in Bury St. Edmunds. Yeah. Is okay, that where no, you were? When you we were, were in Lake and Heath. 
And so like okay, I went yeah, to yeah. school in Feltwell for um uh yeah. that was sixth grade. And then I went to Lake Neath Elementary. My oldest sisters went to Lake Neath High School. And um oh wow yeah. yeah, it's fun. We were there in the 80s. So like it's funny because we weren't able to donate blood and then they just changed that because we're like, oh, we lived in England. So it was when the mad cow disease was going on, but then they just oh, changed my goodness. it. So we could, and that's something weird too, like with military people is that like, depending on where you live, like, yeah, like things yeah. like donating blood <laughs> because everybody thought it was yeah. weird. They're like, yeah. why can't you donate blood? I'm like, I lived in England <laughs> or like something my husband and I do is we talk about like commercials. He's really good at remembering like old commercials and jingles. And I'm like, I don't know when did that commercial come out? Cause if it was between, you know, 85 and 89, I lived in England. <laughs> we had like yes. one TV yes. station. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it's okay so it's still kind of like that like I would just like literally just watch like the same shows like Hollyoaks and like Made in Chelsea and that was like it <laughs> but, like I remember like the Sainsbury commercials and stuff like that and yeah but that was my favorite base like we're really mm-hmm. hoping to be able to go back there one day uh, just to be able to like have the kids experience it like I love I was crying the day that we left there like the oh. airport <laughs> so hard <laughs> it is it's a great place it was I liked it like I remember because that's kind of well, yeah. we were in North Carolina before that but um like I remember England and I remember like we would travel and my brother did gymnastics with yeah. the it was a gymnastics club on base <laughs> and um but it was really fun like we would travel to the different bases and the different schools and then we would just like the only thing we didn't go like too far north because we lived in Norfolk, I think. And Neither so did we actually, yeah. yeah. So like, I would love to like visit like Wales or Scotland or something while yes. we're there. But yeah. no, like in, in in Europe, it's so easy too because like we did our honeymoon in Europe, and I was like, no, we have to go to England, like at least for a few of the days. Yeah. And so, and then we just hopped the plane over and then took the Eurorail everywhere. So like, like and that's, right there, yes. And again, like that's yeah. one of the great yeah. things about like that military life is it gives you those opportunities to do that exactly because that's how we felt like with Thailand too people were like are you nuts you're gonna bring three little kids there and I'm just like look when we're on this side of the world we're going <laughs> because when we're in the states I'm not right. doing that flight like so we're taking advantage now and doing it because I don't know like I might not ever have the opportunity to go mm-hmm. there again so I like it because it just pushes you to like be mm-hmm. out of your element and to explore yeah, I'd probably think you were a little crazy too for taking three kids under five, but <laughs> you're right. Hey. Like you have to take. I, I mean, this is one of those. Time ago. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you I'm also like they're starting to get better. They're starting to get like better at like uh traveling and stuff too. So that Aww. makes it easier. But I think the more that we do it, obviously they're going to be experts. <laughs> I hope. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so you've also got a career, like a full-time career, which yeah. is insane. So you, but yeah. you started that after you, your husband, um, your <laughs> husband got married. Yes. So originally I actually worked for the private sector. Um, I worked for Aramark. I don't know if you heard that company, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I worked with them. Um, I did a transfer when we initially got married down in Florida but then once I found out that we're going to be moving so frequently, I guess that was a surprise. I didn't know that you'd move every like two to four oh, years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I got to find a career that's going to jive with this lifestyle that like, right. I'll be able to like transfer and everything like that. 
So at the time I was going to school for my MBA and um, I learned about like a master's in public administration and how like that would help out in the government and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I actually switched over and to the MPA. And then from there, um, it took a while to get into the federal system. I'm not going to lie, especially in that right. area where a lot of people retire. Yes. Um, I think it took me like close to two years to get in. So after I got in, I was just like, all right, I'm going to make the most of this and like try to stick with it as long as I can and everything like that. Because we end up like in some remote places like mm-hmm. that you wouldn't really be able to get a job unless you are right. federal. So. So yeah, so with that, um, I've had a pretty diverse background with that too, just depending on um, the positions that were available. But ultimately, um, I ended up in budget, so part of finance and everything like that. But right now, actually, I'm looking to transition out of budget into something like more of a social kind of role because I really like like my volunteer work and everything like mm-hmm. that. So I want to be in a position where I can either help like inbound spouses find employment or um, just even like. Uh, how they have like events on base and everything like that with helping plan them just something where I feel like I'm giving back more so I'm looking to do that transition now which has been a little bit difficult because there's not a lot of positions open obviously in Okinawa so so that's like it's I remember too yeah growing up like military spouses having those full-time careers was almost unheard of yeah it still is yeah oh really which is unfortunate because yeah, because I know so many talented people, like even like out here, for example, like I know people that are like that had uh, like careers as nurses and stuff and there's just mm-hmm. no positions. And for teaching just to be a substitute teacher out here, it's like a six month wait list. Oh, like, wow. They have to really? get your back. Yeah, they have to get your background <laughs> check sent to the states. And I'm just like, oh, oh I can't wow. use the background check here. Like, so it's just very difficult. And I think some people like they get really beaten down and like they just are like this isn't worth it like or at the same time too um i'm seeing with a lot of people out here um typically if you work for the private sector you make more than you would working for the federal Mm -hmm. so you would take like a significant pay decrease where they're like you know right now i want to focus on my family and traveling like so yeah it's difficult and i think especially too when you go down to being like the single member parent at home when your spouse is traveling and stuff like that it gets even more like how am I going to do this? So mm-hmm. unfortunately, I feel like the odds definitely are kind of against military spouses to be employed. But um, that's one thing that I always try to preach too. And that's another reason why I began writing is that if you can find a portable career and be your own business owner, like mm-hmm. that definitely helps with the lifestyle. Definitely. So is there much, I guess, um, offered to military spouses um, within that military community to help with things like their career or even just like part-time work or something like that? Right. So um, I have seen a good amount of part-time positions, but again, too, like it's just difficult. I guess it depends. Like stateside, it's not as bad, but definitely like overseas, it's tough because you not you're competing especially like in okinawa there's so many bases like there's the marine mm-hmm. ones maybe uh i think there's even some coasties out here and stuff like that too but like it's just there's people also from the states that want to come over here so they're applying for those jobs that they have a job lined up it's just really difficult so i mean they do um on base like i've noticed that they've had like resume writing workshops and stuff like that right. but that will only get you so far and that's another thing too where i have friends because I've been in the federal system for about 12 years, almost as long as we were married. So luckily, like, 
I have like that permanent party status. So it's not as hard for me to get placed mm. into a position as it would mm-hmm. from someone just coming into it. Cause a lot of these positions, like they say, like you have to have the experience or specialized skills. And it's like, if you haven't worked it, then how are you going to have those skills or experience? Like you got to give yeah. someone a chance at some point in time. Like, mm-hmm. so that's definitely something that I would like to see changed. And I always try to like help my friends out with like taking a look at their resumes and prepping them for interviews and stuff like that. But unfortunately, especially out here, a lot of them don't even make it to the interview stage because it's just so oh, wow. crazy. So, yeah. So what do you hope, um, I guess in the future, is there anything that you hope to see differently um, maybe to help with that stuff? Yeah, so definitely if, well, I'll say when I get into a position like that, because I'm going to keep trying. Um, I, I, I'll i still do the resume workshops, a lot of interview prep. Um, I also want to teach like spouses, like other areas to look for employment. Like you don't have, for example, I have a, a few friends out here that work for Navy Federal, like the bank. Mm-hmm. And I would have never thought to do that, but like every military base has a bank. So they're able to mm-hmm. transfer around too. But I just think that there are some opportunities out there, obviously, that a lot of spouses aren't aware of. So I would like to bring light to those. And also too, um, I think it's important to have like workshops or just classes too, to teach them how to be their own business owner, like how to set up an LLC, how to get their EIN, like how they would file their taxes for it, stuff like that. Cause that could be very overwhelming too. Like when I started writing books, I didn't know anyone else that did it. So my first book, it was a lot of learning through like trial and error for sure. But like now I'm more confident in doing it and everything like that, that actually tomorrow I'm releasing my fourth one. So, you know, I think just having those networking opportunities available or even just like networking events, like, hey, you're interested in this, like, here's a person that's in that field or they know somebody else that can help greatly. And I think the bases do a good job of it, but like, it's difficult because everything changes, situations change. And a lot of times too, the people that are in these positions to be planning these events and stuff like that, they've had the same job for like 10, 15 years. So they don't know what it's like to Mm -hmm. be searching and everything like that. So I think just uh, bringing in some fresh opinions and just letting spouses know of the opportunities that are available and networking will make a difference. I think too, the job market changes, right? And like what skills yeah, are being valued and what kinds of jobs are available or what employers are looking for, things <clears throat> like that. So I think, um, and then that even like things like that would even help with that transition out of the military and like, those yeah. spouses, because then they now, yes, like you're you're going to be a little more stationed. You're not going to have to deal with those TDYs and deployments and moving around every yes. two or three, four years. So those are all like, I mean, that's kind of like a long term. <laughs> you know, you've got that short yeah. term, but then it's also something <laughs> take advantage and take that long term as well. So, and I think that that's like a thing too that makes it difficult for spouses with employment. It's like a lot of times, like if you're service member is going to be gone for six months they feel like i'm not staying here by myself like i want to go back mm-hmm. home how do you do that if you're working like you can't do yeah. that so, so like when i was in england i didn't go home for the three years because i only had two weeks of vacation time so i had to balance like traveling and working against right going back to the states so these are just all things that again and that's why i also think like if you could be your own business o- owner and be able to take your career with you that makes yeah. a huge difference and it'll allow you to be able to do things more on your timeline than at the mercy of someone else. So. 
or even child care. I mean, when you're that only yeah. that one person again, like child care is probably the biggest issue in trying to figure out, yeah. okay, well, while I'm doing this, like who's going to watch my kids. And I think that's why some women do end up going home because mm-hmm. they need that help with the child care, especially when it's going to be four, oh, five, yeah. six, seven months. So that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. But you mentioned your book. So let's, I mean, it's now a series, right? The Military Child yes. Chronicles. So congratulations yeah, yeah. with that. So I guess Thank should, you. what made you do it? <laughs> like, how did that get started? Um, yeah. So it was really random. I never in a million years would have thought that I would be writing children's books. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so it was during uh, the pandemic, actually, like when it was at its height, um, we were in Alabama and my son's preschool was closed down. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to physically go to the offices or anything like that. So we were all, we were all home. And um, even just like things like going to the library and stuff like we couldn't do. Like everything was very, very, right. very strict lockdown there. So I we got notification that we were going to be moving to Florida. But um, we didn't have like the definite like timeline or anything like that. But I wanted to start prepping for the move and to get Atticus ready so that like he wouldn't be completely scared like why am I not going back to my old school because his school unfortunately never reopened by the time it was mm. time for us to move and stuff like that and just like everything that he knew like his school his swim lessons like all that came to halt so I was trying to keep him busy by just like reading books to him constantly and everything like that and I couldn't really find a book that was um, based on like a permanent mm. change station PCS mm-hmm. especially like geared toward children so at that point, I was just like, you know, let me make up like a hypothetical kind of story about him and he'll think it's like cool and interesting and everything like that. And he liked it. And then um, I told my parents about it and I told a couple close friends about it and everything like that. They were just like, no, that would have been really helpful to have. Like, you oh, should yeah. do something. So at this point, I'm just like, all right, how on earth do I do this? Like, so, but luckily I have the time to look up how to do it and everything. <laughs> I know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I began like researching and reaching out to other children's um, authors and everything like that on social media to like meet with them and pick their brain on how to do it, the process and everything like that. How to decide if I wanted to self-publish or try to get picked up by a traditional publisher and everything. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go the self-publishing route because I wanted to be able to control my product and mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to hire my own illustrator, do my own marketing, mm-hmm. like. Um, I kind of felt like the integrity would be compromised if somebody else was doing right. it. So, um, so at that point, like my friend Danielle, actually, she introduced me to her friend Cody and she knew he was like really good at drawing and everything like that. So um, that's when he became my illustrator and like, we just worked really well together. Our personalities mesh really well. That's good. So um, yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at that point, like I just, I got everything together as best as I could. Um, my undergrad's marketing. So I developed like a marketing plan. Oh, wow. I wanted to be able to distribute it and everything mm-hmm. like that. And then I just like pulled the trigger and definitely there were like hiccups along the way. Um, mistakes that I learned the hard way and also like monetarily at times and stuff like that too, that oh, by the time like I, um, I got ready for our second book, like it definitely, I understood the process more. Mm-hmm. And with this third one, like, it's been this one that had its own set of challenges, obviously, with like having the newborn moving over here and everything like that. But also the time zone and everyone that I'm working with is like stateside. So that oh, yes. morning I'm getting the kids ready for school mm-hmm. when like they're getting settled and stuff like that. So this one's definitely um, it's taking more time to get put together. But 
I am so excited to launch it. Like the illustrations are beautiful with it. Um, I also have like an index of uh, Japanese to English and everything like that for like oh, some wow. of the phrases that we were using, stuff like that. And um, just even like uh, explaining like what certain foods are that they're eating in the book. And mm-hmm. I- I'm really excited. I cannot wait to launch this one. That's great. No, and I think that um, like that's awesome that you did decide to do the self-publishing because like you were said, like, you know, things might have gotten a little compromised or something. You have more control. I feel like sometimes too, like people, unless you've been part of this military community and truly understand it, like the changes that may have, like, you know, the editing, like, yeah, but like you as a military, you know, you're a mother, you're a spouse, like you're in there, you know. And so, yeah, you don't want that compromise because this book is going to be read by, you know, other military parents and children. Exactly. And it's got to relate to them like exactly and perfectly. And I think like, yes, like, yes, if I think, yes, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm trying to like bring the words and I can't like, but so that's so great that yes, that you did end up doing that. So, and Thank then um, in Okinawa, like in, I think with the traveling, there's so much. I I wish I had a copy. I don't have a hard copy of the book. I only have it on my Kindle. Oh, so yeah. I can show the pictures. But um, it, oh my gosh, you're frozen on my screen. And it's like the best. Oh, that's, one second. Ah! Can you see me now? Oh, yes. Wait, what I do? My husband was calling and I didn't want to hit anything. So. <laughs> so I was like, I'll lose her. <laughs> no, you have, it was like the best face. I was just like. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but um yeah so but like and with the traveling like I read the Christmas one which was so cute and I was like oh yeah like I don't know when I read these books I love that there's more books now like I can't like because when I was growing up in the world we had nothing like there was nothing like this and so I love that like and it helps them realize that you know this is your normal and that's okay and this is you know and although sometimes you know there's some negative things and things that make you sad or mad which is okay to feel that way like there's so many more positive things as well which can sometimes you know be difficult to realize because if you're dwelling on these negative things or something yes. and so I love these books that like it's so fun and then I'm sure your kids are excited about like seeing themselves in them <laughs> yeah yeah especially now like Atticus is like hey it's my book I'm like oh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> That's so but cute. just even like little things like at the bottom of certain pages like I have like the family activities and I do that again with this book as well mm-hmm. um, mission my overseas PCS and it's just like fun like especially with the Christmas one like oh create like a neighborhood cookie swap just Mm -hmm. things to do to just like bond more and to have an activity that you can do as a family where you're communicating and you're talking about like the hardships and everything too because like I noticed with the especially with Atticus like he just switched schools actually he went to a school that was closer to foster and he just switched Mm -hmm. to one that's closer to the house now and um like I had to do activities like to pick his brain to see how he even liked school and how he was adjusting and stuff like that because I think he would have just like remained quiet about it and just been like, this is what I have to do now. And, Uh, you know, that's kind of like the mentality that you also get with the military where you're just like, I don't get a choice on what I'm doing. Like uh I have to move here. I have to live here. Like, right. So um, I think that kids definitely can pick up on that as well because they see that their parents are doing it and they're not talking about things. So it's very important for us all to interact and just make sure that like we're on the same page or if you're having a problem, let's talk through it. Let's come up with some Uh solutions and everything. That's great. So what is this new book about? Like how what so is this new it? book's actually, yeah, it's um, Mission My Overseas PCS, and it tells pretty much our story of moving over to Okinawa. 
Um, this time, like obviously the kids have aged throughout the book slightly, mm-hmm. but this time like Callista Atticus's younger sister, she's having the difficulty because this is like the first move that she's like old enough to know what's going on and everything like that. And she's really scared to like leave the country. She's never been on an airplane before. Um, doesn't know if she'll like the food or anything like that. A picky eater. Like, so oh, I know. I know. Just, <laughs> yeah. So this time, like he definitely takes more of the older sibling role and making sure that she's okay and everything as well. And it's just exciting. And like, I love it too, because I, it's obviously close to my heart, but like living in Okinawa and having like the seawall featured in it mm-hmm. and like Baba Park, like when the playgrounds that they play at and everything, like it's a memory that we'll have forever. So now in the book so I think it's pretty cool that's so great and it is fun because I remember too I was looking for books that like featured Okinawa and um because when I was taking my kids over there like we've gone back twice since my dad so when my daughter was four and then again when she was 11 and I was able to take my husband and my son as well we it was a big family thing but like I was trying to find like children's books that even just mentioned Okinawa and that's that yeah because a lot of people don't know what you know where Okinawa is or what it is so I think that's yeah like we watched like a I think it was it's whatever I think it's like the next Karate Kid or something that like that Will Smith's son (laughs) and we're like oh yeah this is gonna have Okinawa it was not Okinawa but like Atticus thought it was so he was like excited So we're like, Aww. yeah, that's Okinawa, but he's like, can I do karate? Like, sure. so. I don't know if Okinawa part two or the Karate Kid part two is like child appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> the original one. <laughs> like I watched this is where we're time, going. Like, they're like, is that what it's really like? I'm like, mm, not really. <laughs> like, I don't remember people you know, fighting for their life. But last time we went, like when my husband did come, I was like, okay, we need to go find some castle ruins or run on the beach and play Glory of Love really loud on the speaker. But he was like, no. And then I can, we can like chase each other. And he was like, no. He's like, pass, hard pass. I know. He's like, come on, next time. It will happen. I know. I'm like, just watch. We're going to do it. Oh, but I love Okinawa. Yeah. I'm so like, I always get so happy when people get stationed there and I'm like, oh, you're going to love it. Everybody's going to love it. There's something there for everybody. And like the kids parks are amazing there. Oh my goodness. I was shocked. Like we, um, the first one that we went to, I was just like, how is this? And it's so clean. Like Mm -hmm. just everything. Yeah. Very, very family friendly. So I am happy about that for sure. The food is great. My son, though, he's a very picky eater. So he ate a lot of um, the chocolate chip breadsticks that we would get in the store. (laughs) Yes, yes. I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah. So luckily, their school, um, like, cooks, like, a lot of, like, rice with vegetables and curries and stuff. So it forces them to try. Mm -hmm. But I think it works also seeing other kids eating it. Whereas if I served at home, they would be like, no, I don't want this like I want mac and cheese but so that's cool so it's expanding their palate that way as well but yeah and that's what I get because I was a very picky eater growing up so mm. so has yeah. your oldest is Attic- that's good because <laughs> yeah. Attic has like talked about like the difference in how the schools are like like ever mentioned like things that maybe that they used to do in the states versus what they're what's going on 
right now in Okinawa? Like, has he mentioned any of that? Yeah, some of the stuff for sure. Um, definitely like learning Japanese because he wasn't learning a language stateside mm-hmm, or anything right. like that. And um, since they're international schools, there's also locals that attend the schools. So right. that's very cool. Like his friend uh, Haru had like a birthday party and all the kids went to it and everything like that. And it was just so much fun. Like it was down in American Village and just being able to interact with one another that way. But um, his schools here, they offer extracurriculars as well. So he does oh, like wow. swimming and karate oh, wow. and Zumba at school. Yeah. Oh, Zumba. And as a parent, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Atticus loves to dance. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. He, he loves to dance. So, uh, yeah. So um, those things, like he didn't have those opportunities. Like we would take him to swimming and stuff like that individually, mm-hmm. but they would be like weekend events. But like now right. he gets to do it with his classmates and his teachers are there. Oh, so wow, that's he great. loves that. Yeah. He loves that. And then also like he'll talk about the food because before, I mean, I guess, I feel like his school in the States did try to like get some ethnic foods in there and everything like that. But here certainly like, and some, a lot of it's like stuff that I wouldn't even know how to cook. So mm-hmm. he's, trying that now and um he likes traveling like for his birthday like I asked him I was just like what do you want to do like do you want a birthday party he's like I just want to go to Tokyo so we're gonna plan out like a Tokyo trip for like the long weekend after his birthday um Columbus weekend and I think those differences and um since so many people move in and out of here since so heavily military like he's always like talking about like how there's a new kid in his class mm-hmm. and how they're his friend now or she's his friend now Aww. so just those things and like I tell him like always greet the new kid like introduce mm-hmm. yourself invite them to have lunch with you and all that so I think he's adapting very well it's funny how many you know five-year-olds ask to go to Tokyo <laughs> for their birthdays I'm like that's good okay you don't want to birthday party at the playground with pizza (laughs) no you want Tokyo fine (laughs) but those are great traits I mean I guess let's talk about that a little bit like the traits and characteristics that these kids are going to grow up with and like yeah like the kids coming in and out and like learning how to say goodbye but then also you know greeting those new kids I mean um yeah I guess those are things you're probably starting to see with him now right because he is getting to an age where he's getting like that so I guess um with this life like what do you I guess find is there anything that you think that you're kind of struggling like starting to struggle with maybe um or that you're anticipating you might struggle with and then how do you get through that or how do you hope to get through it yeah so so far with Atticus um he's definitely gotten less shy and you know, you also like notice with a lot of military kids, they're not shy. Like they will talk right. to anyone, like even mm-hmm. adults. So he's oh, yeah. starting to get those skills now for sure. Where like, if he sees Chris and I talk to someone, like he'll just interject and come into the conversation. Like he's an adult, mm-hmm. which is bizarre to watch, but it's cool. that you know, <laughs> He feels comfortable doing that. He has the confidence. So, um, so with him, I'm not too worried yet with Calissa. Um, she's a bit more shy. Um, she's going to be three um, at the end of the month, actually. Uh, so with her, I am a little bit cautious that if she's like reserved, if she has like issues or is experiencing a difficult time that she might not be as vocal about it and it might take like longer for her to adjust, um, in different settings, like different schools with different friends and everything like that. But, um, at the same time too, though, she is, I would say she is also pretty independent for Mm -hmm. an almost three-year-old. So she might not be affected by it. Like she might be like just doing her own thing and not bothered. So 
kind of hard to see at their ages now, but it's definitely something that I keep an eye on for sure. She's also the middle child though, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yep. middle child syndrome. I've got it strong. I know yeah. it well. <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> I haven't experienced it. Yeah. I'm the youngest and my husband's the youngest too. So um. that's, yeah, that's new for us as well. Yep. Nope. I know it well. Well, so what do you hope this military life will give to your children? Like when they get older, what do you, I guess, hope that they might say or. Overall, I hope it teaches them to be good people. Um, you know, definitely to have confidence and to reach out to others that might be struggling and making sure that they feel okay and comfortable and everything like that. I want them to also like you know, give back to society too. Like how I said before, like if you see like a kid struggling and it's their first day at a new school or whatever, reach out to that kid. You've been there before. You know what that Mm -hmm. feels like. And just um, to be empathetic people and everything like that. And I want them to have confidence and to travel the world and see new things and experience new cultures and try new activities and everything like that. And I definitely think that the military lifestyle accommodates to those needs. So do you, um, what about you? Like, what have you gained from this life and being a military spouse? Yeah. So for me, uh, my life has completely changed from being a military spouse. Like I said, like I grew up in a small town, like I, everyone that I graduated with, I went to school with like since kindergarten, I never Mm -hmm. moved, never moved. Um, first time I moved was at 17 to go to college and I went to college in Philadelphia. So it wasn't even like that far from New Jersey, like just like an hour and a half, you know, but, um, I've seen and traveled places that I never would have thought I've gone, I'd go to. Um, I have friends from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different experiences. And it's like with military, like none of that matters because you're all in the same situation Mm -hmm. now. So five years ago, how like your life was, it doesn't matter. It's like how you're treating the person now, what you can bring to the table, help one another learn about. And I just, I really, like I said, like I've gotten to the point now that like, it's going to be difficult to imagine life not like this. Right. And um, the friendships that like I have and stuff like that, like I'm friends with spouses that for over 10 years now that like I met when I was like the rookie, I didn't know my way around or anything or how to navigate like through deployment or anything like that. And they taught me those skills and we're still friends to this day, even though we all live in different parts of the world and have families and all that. But like, thanks social media you're able to keep in contact and everything like that so yeah it's going to be interesting um when that time comes it's probably not going to be for a while though I think we're going (laughs) to stay in as long as we can but yeah I think for me it's definitely made me more well-rounded it's made me more confident um it's taught me not to judge people because like I said we all come from different walks of life Mm -hmm. and like some of my very best friends I would have never imagined that I would be friends with them. Like we're polar opposites, but at the same time, like we get along well, like we think yeah, along the same lines. Like it's, it's weird. It's kind of hard, a hard dynamic to explain, but it's great. Yeah. So what kind of advice would you give another um, like military spouse or military, like a mother that is in the military? What kind of advice would you give somebody? Um, I definitely would say that there just expect that there's going to be hard times, but there's also going to be a lot of good times. Um, and even though like, and it can be difficult too, like if you're a shy person or, you know, you're not really outgoing or anything like that. I always tell people, I'm like, 
try a spouse's organization, like a spouse's club out at least like one or two times go to an event. Mm -hmm. It's usually people that attend those are looking to make friends. So you're in a position where you're around a bunch of people at once or to just do things like if you can, if your schedule allows to like attend the same workout class like weekly to make friends that way. Because I feel like as soon as you set up a community, whether it's just like even like one or two people that you know that you could call if there's an emergency or you can go get lunch with and stuff like that it starts getting easier. Like when I first moved to Florida and I didn't know a single person, I didn't even know, like, how do you go out and make a friend? Cause I had the same friend group and right. like in college, like we were all thrown in a situation where we're all in the same dorm. So we became friends that way. Like now it's different. Like I live off base. I don't know, like if there's an emergency, who do I go to? Like, mm-hmm. so I think that definitely like just trying to establish a little bit of a community makes a huge difference. Even if it's just like a play group that you're going to, consistently where like, you're meeting other spouses that way and your kids have friends that they're seeing like on a weekly or yeah. bi-weekly basis makes huge, huge difference. And it lets you know that you're not alone. And I think once you understand that, then you can cope with the punches and stuff that are going to come your way. Like deployments are going to happen. TDYs are going to happen. Right. Things are going to break. Like, you know, it's just part of it. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Fin- mm-hmm. I'm glad we were finally able to like yes. figure out the times. And- <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh. And thank you for putting up my crazy schedule and of 